class, this is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. And this week in Mentor Moment, I have an awkward announcement. I am not a motivational speaker. And I'll be honest, I'm always a little put off when people say they're motivated by me or my work, or they're inspired by me and my work, or they really believe in me and my work or the work that I do. And it's not because like, I'm like inauthentically being like, oh, shucks, thanks. But you know, I'm just so humble. It's not that like, I'm not trying to be fake humble. (laughs) It literally is like, awkward because I'm not a motivational speaker. My work is not meant to motivate. It's not meant to inspire. It's not necessarily meant to encourage you. If you're motivated or inspired or encouraged by my work as a byproduct of my work, if that's an after effect or an aftertaste of the work, that's cool. But what I really want my work to do is to drive you to action in your career, right? Like the goal is not to inspire you or encourage you or to affirm you necessarily, but to really help you see the value of your expertise, see more of what's available to you in your life, in your career. And as a result of seeing that, my hope is that my work in like d- drives you to action, that it drives you to take action in your life and your career. And that action might look like deciding that I'm no longer going to stay in this job that's no longer serving me. I'm, I'm no longer going to make 15 or 20 or $30,000 less than I should be making. I'm no longer going to let my boss or my coworkers talk to me any kind of way. I'm no longer going to like put up with mistreatment or disrespect in the workplace because quote unquote, that's just how it is, right? Like I'm no longer going to do that. I'm actually going to take action in my career. And if that means, and if a part of that action is getting expert level support for my career through mentoring, then I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to take the action to do that. I'm not just going to stay like inspired or motivated and encouraged, but not actually take action. My hope is that my work drives you to take action to invest in your career development and get the help that you need to make more money and have more impact in your career. My hope is that my work drives you to action to get unstuck from a role that you know is no longer serving you and positioning you as a top candidate in organizations that have values that are like yours and and that value your expertise. My goal is to invite you to take action in your career and sort of move away from this. Well, as soon as I do this, and as soon as I do that, and as soon as, you know, this happens, as soon as next year, and as soon as I finish school, whatever the as soon as is, fill in the blank. And actually have you finally take some accountability and and some discipline in your career to really move from where you are to where you want to be. Like motivation is so fleeting. Like we be motivated. We see a commercial about somebody working out and doing fitness and we go to the gym or buy a Peloton, but then we never do it. Or we buy the Peloton because we're so motivated by the instructors, but then we never ride it. Um, Or we don't do it consistently. Like, right. Like I just feel like motivation is so fleeting. And really what I want to invite you into is some discipline, some accountability, some action, and moreover, some strategy, right? Like let's get some strategy so that we actually can move beyond motivation and really move into real action that's going to transform our lives and our careers for the better. And so If you are like, yes, Ashley, I feel you, like I'm over being motivated. I just need to do the work. (laughs) Then I invite you to apply to the Mentor Me Accelerator today. You can do so so right on my website at mentor-me.org. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. 
And I'm really excited to um, just help you take meaningful action in your life and in your career. No more being motivated, being inspired, but not taking action. Like I'm not a motivational speaker. My job is to, to really help you drive action. And I'm excited to do that with you. I invite you to um, email us at hello at schoolandlifepod.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at schoolandlifepod.com. And just email the word strategy. And I'll know that you listen to the podcast, that you listen to this message and that you're ready to move beyond motivation and really get some strategic help in your career. And I'll respond to that email to let you know how we can work together. I'm excited to serve you. So next up in I Digress is um, Show and Prove. And on this week's episode, I'm excited to talk about trust and how it's built for me through a show and prove model. I also want to talk about like how my definition or even my like observation or how I see trust has changed over time, how I walk in the show and prove model in both my lot in both my love life and in my career. And I also share a bit about what I do when someone breaks my trust. So just first, like I was actually talking to my fiance about this over the past weekend and just how, like, how much I trust him and why I trust him so much um, and how my trust of him or for him has built up over time and excuse the sappiness here. But one of the things that my favorite fiance does really well, and it's honestly one of the reasons why I trust him so much, right? Like I trust him with my life. Like I trust him with like decision-making and it was easy to say yes to him because when it comes to like getting things done or when it comes to like showing up for me in my life, in both big ways and small ways, he's very trustworthy and he drives results. And it's easy for someone to be like, oh, trust me. I got you. Trust me. I got you. Like I have your back. But for me, it's always more meaningful when like I trust you and either a, you like when I trust you and you do the work and your work drives results. Like, I think that like sometimes when you trust somebody and things don't work out and you feel disappointed, but it's like, well, if they did the work, if they did their part, then it doesn't mean that they aren't trustworthy. It just means that like things didn't work out and everything isn't going to work always in our favor. And I feel like in my relationship, I'm able to trust more because my partner like does the work to support my commitment to trust him. So let me give you just like a a practical example. So, and this is kind of ridiculous, but our engagement shoot is coming up and we're both like really excited about it. And there's just an opportunity to capture our love at the stage and the wedding planning process and to use these photos to share with our guests and to share with our save the dates and all that jazz. We're just really excited about that opportunity. And so... I, we are going to be doing two looks with the photographer and I, one of the dresses I was having trouble finding. And I'm a person who's like a planner. I'm very strategic. I like don't have a problem asking for help. So when I knew I was, we were going to have an engagement shoot, I reached out immediately to, to a, a stylist. It's a stylist I've worked with before. And I had her like pull looks for me, pull dresses for me for the engagement shoot. 
So I was like really excited about this and working to pull looks. And we had a short time frame because of the shipping can take so long. So we had like maybe at the time that we first finalized it, we maybe had like three weeks to get the dress in and if it needed any tailoring or anything like that to get it all together. So I had my stylist pull dresses. We were having trouble finding something in the style that I wanted that would have the shipping times that I wanted. I ordered a couple of dresses myself and like one of them came in too big and it wasn't the look that I wanted. And the other ones like were flimsy and just were not the look that I wanted. And so it just was like, I was not winning. I was not finding anything I wanted and I was getting so frustrated. And my fiance was like, oh, well, like maybe we should go and look at some dresses in person instead of like going, you know, online and looking for things and be worried about the shipping time and them getting here and all that. Let's just look um, in person. And I'm thinking to myself, like dress shops in person, like there's no way that I'm going to find anything like nowadays, unless it's like a Macy's or a Nordstrom, maybe you might find something, but for the most part, the dresses are like customized and made online. And if you do find a dress shop, it's going to be for like quinceañeras and like I don't know, pageants or prom. It's not going to be the kind of style I want. And I was just like, no, no, no. I don't think that's going to work. And he's like, just trust me. And so I'm like, okay. But then like, he was like looking up dress shops and he was Googling and he was writing down like, oh, I like this dress. Here's the SKU number. I like this dress. Here's the SKU number. And I was like watching him just like create this whole plan of how he was going to help me find a dress. And he was like looking up SKU numbers and he was like, oh yeah, we can travel to this city um, on this date and get this dress and we can travel to this city and we can do this and we can do that. Um, and I'm just like watching him build a whole plan to help me find a dress. And, and I'm meanwhile, I'm still like looking online, like maybe I can do expedited shipping, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like freaking out. And then he drives me to this city and he's like, oh yeah, let's go to this dress shop. And we go there and look. And then he's like, you know, just let's go in this dress shop and just see what they have. And I'm like, I don't know. They're probably not going to have anything. It doesn't look like my style. And I get into the dress shop and it literally is exactly what I'm looking for. Like the dress that I ordered online that wasn't going to get there in time and wasn't quite the right size, like literally it, it, they had the dress in store and I was floored. And it was just such a beautiful moment because I could have bucked the system. I could have said, I don't need your help. I could have said, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know anything about dresses. I could have just spiraled and been really unhappy and just really dissatisfied and just, I don't know, like it could have been so much worse, but because I allowed him to show me and prove to me that he could help me in this way. It just builds my trust in the relationship. And I already sort of so deeply trust him, but it's acts like that when people, they don't just show up for you, but they drive results, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, I believe in you. You can do it. Like if he would have just been like, I know you got this, honey. I believe in you. Like that would have been cool. But like what I really needed was some strategy and some help and somebody to drive me to the dress shop and somebody to make sure the dress fit in, like to say, oh, you need to get a tailor for this part. And like what I needed was somebody to take some action. And I don't know. I just feel like, like at this stage, like even when I think about career and career development, when it comes to school and life, like we have to show and prove. We have to we, we can't just say, oh yeah, I'm a team player. I'm great at building community. I'm great at budgeting. I'm a great leader. Like we have to prove that. And we can't just prove it by saying it. That Somebody's got to see the fruits of the work that we do or the things that we say that we're good at. And if you don't, if you don't see the fruits, if there's no proof, if there's no, if there's all show, but no proof, then 
that's not something I invite you to believe in. It's the same with my work in mentorship. Like I have testimonial after testimonial on my website, in my social media, you see my mentees on my LinkedIn, right? Like there's just so much showing. And so, and I'm proving it, right? And so there's no question of like, will this work for me? Or can I get those same results? Because you see it woman after woman when you do the work at work. There's a show and the proof there. And I think that for most of my life, I very much was like, I trust everybody. Like everybody gets the same level of trust. Not like naively, but like, I don't know. Like I wasn't like, you got to prove it to me. I'm just like, okay, well, I just take things at face value. If you if you appear to be a trustworthy person, you say, I can trust you. I'm going to trust you. But I'm so much more discerning now. And I don't like to, I'm not testing anyone, but I definitely give people the opportunity to show and prove. And if they don't do both, and they break my trust because they never do the prove part or they never do the show part or they never do neither. I'm so, it's so much easier for me to make the decision to create space in my life that doesn't include them, right? Like to create distance in my life so that I don't have people in my life who don't show and prove, who don't show up for me. And I used to hate the whole, like, everybody's in your life for a reason and a season and all of that. I hated that because Like I believe in lifelong friendships and I envy people who have those and like their bestie from second grade, like that kind of stuff. Like, I just love that. I love the idea of that. And I'm a very like loyal person. And so like the concept of like, oh, reason and season was just always so disturbing to me. And I think that life has taught me that Life has taught me that people will show up for you and people show up for you consistently. Those are the people you want to spend the most time around. And when somebody doesn't show up for you and they don't show and prove for you, there may be a, and if that's consistent, not just like one time things come up, people have lives. But if that's a continuous part of your experience with someone, then that is not showing and proving. And that's not someone I would work to build trust with. And I digress. And in TVT this week, I wanted to talk, and just like that, the HBO spinoff of Sex in the City. I will profess here that I am a big Sex in the City fan, have always, always, always loved the show. Just loved what it stood for. I loved the characters, the fashion, New York, the dating, the just all of it. I loved all of it. And I was excited for, and just like that, and still am. The first two episodes I thought were really beautiful. It's hard to believe the ladies are 50. That's like wild to me, but but I love to see it. And yeah, I mean, Charlotte is just as insufferable as she's always been. Miranda is as like a little ridiculous as she's always been. And Carrie is as actionless as she's always been. And I love it. I love it for me. I love it for the characters. I love it for me watching more HBO and just seeing fabulous women do fabulous things. I love all of it. I I hear that like in the sphere, um, in the TV sphere, the show's getting some slack or some flack. I don't know, but I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I'm excited just to see how these characters walk out. I'm excited to see how these characters like walk out these storylines. And I hope that it's on for many, 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 many years to come. I'm excited about it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Like, what did you think of, and just like that, did you think that Carrie should have picked up the phone or not? No spoilers here. I won't, won't share spoilers, but like, did you think that she should have picked up the phone? Is Lily constantly ruining Carrie's life? Like, what did you think of the show? I'm excited to get your feedback. Feel free again to email us at hello at School and Life Pod. We always love to hear from you. Hello at School and Life Pod. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you and let us know what you thought of the episode. 
that wraps up this week's episode of School on Life. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, we are just a few thousand downloads away from a huge milestone in the podcast world, 100,000 downloads. So please do share School on Life with a friend. Let someone know that you listen, share this or another recent episode with them and help us uh, reach this milestone and get your listening pleasure fix on. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.